show. Okay, welcome to the show. This is Sequelitis. And I'm Manny. And I'm Matt. And we're joined today by Ken and Angie. Angie is my sister. Say hi, Angie. Hi. And Ken is her boyfriend. Hey. So, and Angie is uh, notable not only for being your sister, she's also a comedian and a writer, and, and you guys have made films together. And I, I have a degree in film, a master's. Yeah. And oh, from studies. Bust that from where? From Boston University, son. There we go. <laughs> nice. So I'm an expert in movies. Good yeah. stuff. I'm authority. And Matt went to school so he could put um, School of Hard Knocks. Monster Squad on Laserdisc. <laughs> that was his major accomplishment. The yes. School of Hard Knocks on yes. DVD. Yeah. But Manny, you should be. Yes. You have to be over okay. Here. Okay. I'm and, coming over uh, here. No, I'm be... here because I actually live in the Matrix. Man. Yeah. So we wanted to talk about the Matrix. That is the movie we're talking about on a special holiday edition of Sequelitis. Uh, this is going to be a multi-parter. Because man, the Matrix is the Matrix is a mess of a film series. <laughs> There's a lot to say. Um, yeah. And here's the, here's the thing: uh, Matrix is definitely sequelitis because it was not originally intended to be a trilogy, right? I yeah, it was just a movie. It was a standalone idea, and then they stretched it out. And the more they stretched it out, kind of like a cheap pizza dough, it just yeah. got worse <laughs> and terrible. It was kind of like and the you prequels. Hated, you hated yourself. It was like an unnecessary somewhat, bit somewhat. of storytelling. Yeah. That you don't need. It was a, it was a decent idea. It wasn't the best execution with the first film, but then just everything got worse with the next two. And it was sucked too, is you had told everybody about Matrix. If you were me or Ken or Manny, you had like told everybody like, check this out. This is so cool. You like, gotta see the Matrix. It's the best thing. And then when two and three came out, they were so disappointing. Yeah. <laughs> I can just I think I think that was the first time like I really became aware of sequelitis. When they came out with with the two Matrix movies, because they're like, oh, we're gonna we're gonna not only make a sequel to the Matrix movie, we're gonna make two sequels. We're gonna film them like at the same time, and then we're gonna release them like a year. Like they did the Back to the Future. Yeah. Back to thing. the Future, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and the Lord of the Rings thing too. Cause and I just, just remember, worked with Lord of the Rings. I remember the first time I saw the poster for Matrix Reloaded, and I was like, what the fuck is this shit? Mm-hmm. Like I was not like at that point, I wasn't a huge fan of the Matrix in my life. Um, I was starting to discover like a lot of like independent films, so I was like, "Oh, this big studio crap! Uh, get this away from me!" Oh, mm-hmm. really? Um, but the Matrix wasn't was the Matrix a big studio movie? It was a Warner Brothers movie, right? Yeah, it wasn't yeah. a big studio movie, but it was a big. Uh, yeah. It was like a low budget action movie. Yeah. But it revolutionized the way that that action movies were were lensed because well, it was and, forced to be innovative because it couldn't afford to be expensive. Yeah. But it was it was for about a decade one of the most imitated films in cinema. Oh yeah, especially the Bullet Time. You know, yeah. They created Bullet Time with the Matrix. Dude, they tried to like shoe war and Bullet Time into the NFL. You guys remember that? Mm-hmm. There's like like I think only two. It only lasted for like two seasons, but it was like it was like seriously like years after Matrix Revolution came out. Yeah. And then uh, the NFL in their broadcast. They started putting bullet time in it to where like someone would like catch a pass and then the cameras would like spin around them. Yeah. Yeah. And like just nobody gave a shit about it. It was no. like that and then it was the the camera that like swoops down over the field. Oh, I saw that. You the know, camera they, on a wire. They, you know, they, have it, yeah. they do like yeah, a video game graphic. Like they switch to a, a realistic video game and then spin around that in three D and then they have a camera on the other side. Who needs that, man? Because I've seen that. Nobody. <laughs> now, I don't want to get off on a tangent, but what they're going to go to that's in what like it the next like five years is going to be VR broadcast of football games. And that's going to change everything. Well, sports. Awesome. But, all right, that's so awesome. back to the Matrix. All right, so we'll go around the horn. 
did you like the first Matrix movie? Um, originally, I didn't. I can now appreciate it for what it is. You didn't like it? What did you not like about well, it? Well, the first time I watched it, I thought it was okay. And then I went back, and I remember, like, there were a couple of times where I'd go back and rewatch it, and there was, like, so many, like, hokey, corny things, like the lightning strike and how the bad guys, like, it was always storming, and they were all in black, all the bad guys, even though everybody wore leather. Yeah. It was just, yeah. like, it was so, like, heavy-handed in the way mm -hmm. it was telling its story. Well, it's, a, I, it's a cyberpunk movie, though. So yeah. And, and that was the thing is... is all black. As I've learned more about film, I've learned <clears throat> to appreciate things that they did with it. Mm -hmm. yeah. And like how they did really introduce some unique and original ideas. Mm -hmm. And a lot of, it was, it was more kind of fresh takes on things that had been done to death at that uh -huh. point than it was like completely new, innovative ideas. Yeah, when I rewatched it, the thing that, that bit the hardest was how it was like in the era of the modem. And it was like, there's a moment where you can hear like a modem thing like, it's like, wow. Like it was yeah, everyone was starting to get like DSL and yeah. away from that. All right. Well, I gotta say, when I first watched the movie, I mean, I thought it was like uh, probably when people first watch Star Wars or the movie that they liked the most in their life. <clears throat> to me, it was like uh, just a, a a great movie for the time because outside of what is in the Matrix, just what it talks about that the people are kind of being used as a battery by a system that's keeping them alive, yeah. but inherently is against them. And I feel like that's a timeless kind of story. Yeah. It's kind of man versus machine, man versus technology, the danger man of technology. Man versus himself. Yeah, exactly. So uh, I'll say that I thought that it, it sort of lived between several really tropey kind of ideas, and it sort of found a way to find one, <clears throat> one narrative that was sort of a good through that world. And that's sort of where they mess up with the other two, is that that same thread just didn't go through the it world. It didn't. It didn't. As neatly. And yeah. You didn't understand the metaphors. Like, like the whole time in Zion, complete Yeah, like in the first one, tape. the metaphors were really clear. It was like, being inside the Matrix was bad. Being outside the Matrix was good. You know, mm -hmm. hanging out yeah. with people from outside the Matrix, like Morpheus, that's good. Hanging mm -hmm. out with people from inside the Matrix, like, and so the for agent you, is bad. Like, the, when you first saw the, the original movie, you liked it. Well, yeah, I liked that balance of it, because that's kind of what Star Wars does, too. It, it uses very simple tropes to sort of balance this narrative on, mm -hmm. and just finds one interesting, you know, linear narrative story to tell that, that highlights the coolest things about looking at those two examples and, and pairing them against each other. Yeah. Does that Angie? make sense? I loved it when it first came out. Mm -hmm. um, I think, thinking, I, I remember thinking it reminded me of, like, that sort of Gattaca type vein of sci-fi where it was like really you know about this this future world but it was kind of telling this like cautionary tale yes. of like where progress could lead us yes and and it's kind of taking technology you know and kind of like saying mm, like maybe like let's like not not a good idea like it's kind of blaming technology like it'll build on itself all that stuff and I mean, they've been doing that in cinema since like Fritz Lang's Metropolis. But, and Terminator's a big. But it also yeah. speaks to our apathy in wanting that technology to take care of us. Right. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, and I mean, it, but it's a part of that like long tradition. And I thought that they did a really excellent. I usually don't really love stories like that, but I thought the philosophy was so interesting and strong. Um, also, kind of, it reminded me of Fight Club too, in a way, because you know yeah. the, the reality that it builds, Another you know, great movie. takes you out of it and rebuilds your reality again. Right. You know, that was really, you know, a fun idea that like deconstructive nature of it. So, yeah, I totally loved it when it first came out. Yeah, like one of the things I like about what it did 
was it was one of the movies where it was it's not a completely original idea to take a dystopian future that right. is mm-hmm. you know based in technophobia mm-hmm. but to do it in a way to where it's like okay it's a dystopian future but it's set in a world that mirrors our present time mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and and it was one of those it, it was a very like pot thought sort of yeah. idea of like you know what if man like the yeah. reality we're living in isn't really reality, <laughs> but yeah. like machines are tricking us into thinking it's reality, or aliens, yeah. or but that's how they, or whatever. That's what I like about the Matrix is there's <clears throat> sneak philosophy in there. Yeah. That how do you know that? How do you know? Are you awake? Or are you asleep? That, like those are real questions that people have. And that's and ultimately. I feel like the the movie spoke to that, and that's part of what what made it good. But for it me. dodges all the clear ones, like. Where's the ancestry? Like, who built that building? Like, where's that person's grandson at? What if two people fall in love and have, like, a baby? Where does that baby come from? Where does that baby live? Like, there's some whole topics that you shouldn't talk about at all because they don't make sense inside the Matrix. And that's what number one does a good uh, job of job avoiding. Of avoiding. Mm-hmm. And the sequels goes okay. all into that. It's all about sex and all this stuff and the key maker and all the... Put the key it got the weird. Hole. It got weird. There was, like, vampires and crazy yeah. stuff and... Yeah, and it was like, yeah. Van- were there vampires? Who were yeah. the vampires? There were yeah. vampires, yeah. Yeah. Who were the vampires, though? I'm trying to remember. They was in... Uh, she number... shot him with a silver bullet yeah, to this... prove that <laughs> yeah. he was a vampire. You don't remember that? She's like, in scary movies, they have such a thing as vampires. And she's pulling, <laughs> oh, it's no. a werewolf or my something mind, like, like that. My, my mind booted that out to like make, make room for like some other... Because <laughs> there was ghosts. I remember there two ghosts, ghosts yeah, with dreads, ghost with like white dreads. Like, what? Where are we right now? Like, rails. what is happening? Yeah. Off the rails. But ghosts, what is happening? Ghosts aren't a good thing to balance Which, that kind of metaphor on. Like, not only are those ridiculous characters, yeah. that actually set up one of the coolest like action sequences in movies. It is ever. a cool like, action sequence, though. Like, honestly. it was the best movie action sequence like since Terminator Two. Like, yeah. like in a bad when movie, Terminator yeah. like is just all action for the third after the movie. Like, yeah. that's all it is. It's one. Long chase. But it also yeah. has that terrible fight with Mr. Smith that yeah. looks like a video oh game. Oh my god, yeah. yeah. And that is. Where he, not... he goes Super Saiyan. <laughs> here, here's... <laughs> it's such a bad scene. Oh my god. Like, here's, here's a big problem with movies is whenever you see something and within a few years it's already aging badly. Like, <laughs> right. If uh-huh. you just, like, if I ever get the opportunity to make a film, I really hope that I'm able to avoid making something that just ages poorly. Yeah. Because it's kind of like, it's kind of like as much as I love, like, N64, yeah. like, there's only a few games you can go back and play on N64 and not be like, oh, jeez, this is terrible. <laughs> yeah, so how did we put up, yeah. how did we accept this? Right. This is awful. Yeah. And, and video games are one of those things that uh, generationally usually get better. You know, there's only a few exceptions when like one specific older game was the best game. But usually they get better every year. The basketball games get better. The football games get better. The fighting games get better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, racing games. Yeah, but get you better. you still like just like cinema. You still have the classics that are like they are the standard until something else comes along that is so incredible within that same genre that mm-hmm. it uproots it. Mm-hmm. Like Mike Tyson's Punch Out. Like, has there been a boxing game since Mike Tyson's Punch Out? That is as good. That no. is that has been as much fun no. to play. No, no. And like Absolutely that's a not. that's a game that is like it's I'll built play that on the right characters now. and the, I would the play formula. that right yeah. now if it yeah. was on. 
Yeah. People absolutely love it. <laughs> yeah. And I think I think even like young kids today, like they go back and they find Mike Tyson's punch out. Like, yeah. This game is the bomb. Yeah. We can play yeah. this game like, when that's the controller over. Controller is ridiculous. We can the graphics do that. are terrible. Vigi games. It's a great game. Hold on, we're we're off topic. Yeah. Though. We are totally I, off topic. No, no, this ties back in. Oh, go ahead. What you're saying. Well, I think that the Matrix holds up pretty well over time. The first Matrix, even when you think about it does. the technology being a little bit silly and how it's referencing like modem times. But if mm-hmm. you think about a kid who was born in 1999 who's just now watching it they don't even remember modems yes. it's like it's like steampunk technology you steampunk know, it's like, exactly you know so, it's actually it just, cyberpunk it's like something made yes. up that they have no real reference for yeah. so I, mm-hmm. I don't feel like it's going to affect like just there's a certain group it of people us it you know doesn't. we'll be like oh that's because dumb. it's the classic struggle gonna, not even gonna register it's I not it, about I think it lives up well just like uh a lot of the times you talk about Star Trek and people are like man these green aliens this stuff I don't know what it's not about that it, it, the the first Matrix, why it was good for me, is it's that classic struggle of you take part in something like you're the battery that powers your own oppression. Oh yeah, you've mentioned you that to me several times. Yeah, you and like it's that. just yeah. like to me, that's why it's gonna be uh, cla- a classic. Like it's timeless. It's, and, a, but, it's a timeless yeah, it, struggle. Is there oppression? Are they really oppressed though? Because they're given this better version exactly. of reality, and they give you a choice. And that's the only reason that the and that's that the a, matrix worked. Yeah, and, it's, and that's it's a good like, metaphor to balance. Exactly, on. and it's like, did I? It's it's like it's it's not. You can't just be like, oh, I'm oppressed, and like I'm defeated. It's like, what choice did I take in this oppression as well? Or a good set of ideas to balance a metaphor on. That's what I was trying to say. But yeah, I yeah, which is copy, yeah, that's and, and the reason why that's good is that's a question you can ask yourself right now. You yeah. think about the reality in which we live. Yeah, would you rather know like, the truth or be in some exactly. sort of happiness? Exactly. Yeah, would you would you would you rather believe in the idea that you work your job because it represents your identity of who you are as a person so you can buy the things that further reinforce the identity that you have as a person and that's that's encompasses yeah. your val your, but your, I mean, in your the, bank account, where you live, the car you drive, all those things like that yeah. versus the actual reality. Yeah. In which the movie is, itself none of that matters. There are very specific scenes where he says you feel it when you pay your taxes <laughs> when you go to work. He tell he tells you exactly and where they want you to feel. To me, it is the like, world that's pulled over your eyes, Neo. Anyway, oh, that's so true. <laughs> right, it's like Sisyphus, right? It's like the myth of Sisyphus where he's like sentenced to eternity to push this goddamn rock up this mountain, gets to the top of the mountain, it rolls back down again, and he has to go back down and repeat that yeah. for infinity, you know? Yeah. And But I think in that myth, he actually finds some type of like silly satisfaction in that. But... Um, but you know that it's just the existential dilemma. That yeah. There's a lot of symbolism. Yeah. Yeah, There's exactly. very, very much symbolism in the yeah, movie. For what? Right. You know? um, yeah, so there, was, there was something I watched recently, and I want to say it was something like, like Bob's Burgers or something like that. Chinese. I have. Like one of the child characters <laughs> on the show asked the question, like, is, are all we doing in life is just waiting to die? Which really, that's that's the truth. Like, yeah. we're we're born only so uh, because our genes, our genetics, need to continue and get passed along. Yeah. And then that's what we're existing. And once we pass along our genes, our only job at that point is to make sure that they grow up to get old enough to further pass along the genes. We're useless from that point on. And that's, and that's in Bob's Burgers. Like, that that's, that's, that's kind of what, what else? Kind of harsh for Bob's Burgers. burgers. No, if you go back, if what you else go back, happens in Bob's Burgers? <laughs> If you go Damn. back and listen to what I just said, <laughs> oh, got it. what I said is the kid, the kid asked the question, are we just born just to wait to die? Like, that's what he asked. Yeah. But if you expand upon that, you start to get into My it. My answer to that kid that. would be that you're actually born 
to fight against death until Absolutely. you die. Yeah. <laughs> Rebellion. That's well, kind of your deal. Or, or another way to look at it that's is, where your is life we're exists. born <laughs> in that space. In that we're, space, exactly. Yeah. We're born in our Between consciousness. actively trying not to die. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we're born in our consciousness is, is all a way for the universe to experience and appreciate itself. Yeah. All right, all right. Carl Sagan. Mm. Well, they that's say deep. that the... Um, <laughs> oh. Did you have something? No, I about Bob's Burgers, please, Ben? Tell I know, we have some people no, that actually watch Bob's Majors. Burgers. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm just joking. So here's the thing, going back to what you were saying, Bob's Burgers. I'm just joking, I'm just joking. Keanu! We have a Keanu fan in the house. <laughs> now, going back to what Shout Ken was saying out. before, uh, too. is the first movie introduced philosophy and asked very simple uh, but, but very profound questions of like, what is your reality? What are you really doing with life? Yeah. Like, like what, is it, what is the meaning behind all of this? Yes. Okay. And, there and is no spoon. Choose, do you want to choose to like be part of oh, something that makes no you really spoon. comfortable? Can we talk about there is no spoon? Is there is that's a, a big... No, 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 hold on. I'm, I'm getting to that. Somebody explain that to me. Because I what you have to. is the other two movies are trying to ask something that it thinks is really smart. Like, there is no spoon. What is the spoon? And it tries to outsmart the first movie, and that's mm -hmm. where like that's where it starts to fall off the rails. It's uh, where yeah. it's they have bad CGI. Like, yeah, it does try to, try to outsmart the first movie. You're right. Yeah. I have yeah. some ideas for what the second and third movies could be. That, so do that I. That might be different. I think we let's, all let's, have let's we all have many ideas. We all have yeah. different ideas. Many ideas. We, we can't. But we don't have any consensus here. But yeah, yeah. No, all, this is where it gets ideas. crazy. The thing this I'd is, like to do is like like oh, go find a go intern yeah. and hear everyone's ideas. Yeah. Because yeah. then we can build off of each other's ideas yeah. if if we feel like they fit together. But I think we gotta have like a we're not doing like page one rewrites on people's stuff. Like just let people get it out and that's it, right? Yeah. And I and this is you tell your own of course. Yeah. yeah, don't worry about somebody else's. Mm -hmm. Let them tell their story. Exactly. Then you tell your story. There you I go. Think, here you go. Second movie is, so the first movie is about Neo figuring out about the Matrix, accepting that he's the one. Preach. Blah, 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 blah. So Morpheus. Now he's, he has agreed, uh, Neo, to take that pill. Which pill does he take? The good pill that Ooh. shows him the truth? Is the, it red, the, red the red pill. Right. He takes the red pill. Well, it doesn't matter which pill he takes. Oh, like, you no, gotta let her finish. No. You gotta let her finish. Now stop. it's gonna get. We're for going me, off the rails. For me, this is an existential masterpiece. Um, you know, Sartre says there are only three responses. There's only one authentic response to the human condition. That which is that you know you're gonna die. You are uh -huh. the only uh, animal supposedly that we know of that has consciousness of that fact. So you can either negate that fact by negating your own death by believing in an afterlife. In which case, you don't actually have to face the truth. So that's an inauthentic response. Or you could just kill yourself. That's the second response because you refuse to participate. But then you're negating your own life, which is the other half of that, of that uh, you know, yeah. equation. And so the only authentic response is rebellion, is to fight absurdly against something that is inevitable. Yeah. And I feel like... What Neo has to do, he, he finds the truth. I'm fascinated by the choice, the whole idea of free will. Yes. That is the basis of existentialism. That's the yes. basis of like so many things. He has to make that choice. Yes. We can lead you to the water, but we can't make yes. you drink. Now, he, but he's supposed to lead everyone, right? So those are the next movies. Mm -hmm. So the second movie would be, okay, it's really easy but, for you to, knowing what you, from going from ignorance to knowing what you know now, ba from your little life as a like sad, like weird, whatever yeah. so what they do is they, <laughs> they like like programmer so they seduce you to the dark side in the second movie by basically the first half of the movie would be where they uh they sort of make a 
you know, they make it a lot harder for him to choose to not do what Cypher does in the first movie. Oh, yeah, I like that. They give him another opportunity to make the Cypher decision where he can erase it all and he can go back to ignorance's bliss. Mm -hmm. And he does choose to do that in the middle of this movie mm -hmm. because what they've given him, they've given him the life that Cypher kind of asked for, like the life of an important actor, you know, and he's got all this like cool stuff. Maybe not an or actor, something maybe somebody that fits else. Right. Something somebody that, that fits right that maybe could appeal to his like, I want to be doing good. Like, he could be a doctor or he could yeah. be, like, you know, whatever. Like, doctor. Or some, philanthropist. Yeah, exactly. Some, like, UN type job or something yeah. where he thinks he's okay. doing good. So then he has to be reconvinced in this movie that even that life you have to give up, that you have to be convinced yeah. that you want the truth over, over that opulence. Kind of a last Okay, she got hers, so that would be yours. Thing. That would be the second movie. No, I agree second. with that part. But the, and the and then, third movie would mm -hmm. be... That was the first part of the second movie. What about the second part? No, the second part is that they have to, they have to convince him that that is also... You have to also give that up. Okay. Okay, got so the, and then he chooses that. He chooses again. He, ta he gets the opportunity again, even with the life of an act, uh, or important person of money and wealth mm -hmm. and means. And he doesn't have any memory of being yeah. Neo now. Mm -hmm. They so we're again, in the Matrix with Cypher, this dude. No, Cypher's Neo, not real. Neo is, we're just is, giving him the Cypher dilemma. The, you know, I'm calling it that. Where they, you know, Cypher it. wants to go back. So we're to in the with Matrix. Neo, and yeah. he has this dilemma. And he, they give him. That this he dilemma. may want to go back to the Matrix. Yeah, so it's a psychological warfare on Neo. It's not so much about the effects and all that other stuff. Yeah, because in the we first movie, Cypher is the dark Neo. Right. Yes, okay. exactly. I mean, that's great. That's so the great. third yeah, movie that's a, that's is about him figuring out idea. how okay. to scale up the the choice presenting it to people. Because that's what he has to do now. He has to lead yeah. the revolution. And he has to also understand that it's not fair Wait, this is for the third him. One? This is the third one. Well, he has to understand. Okay. In the third one, it's about him figuring out how to scale up the revolution oh, and how yeah. to get everybody that's in one of those pods who's currently living a life in the Matrix to choose to take the red pill. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Almost so, like a marketing thing. But he has... Exactly. But he has to... Um, it has to be a choice, and there's some people that have to be allowed to not make that choice. Mm -hmm. But to what end? Yeah, and that's what you showed like the end. When, when, if he's wanting everyone to take the red pill, like what is? Well, he wants everybody to have the have the choice to do it. Mm -hmm. He doesn't. That's like that's can like. I, okay. Can I say? Can I say where I would go with this? I think this is. I mean, I don't disagree, but yeah, that's to a me, great place to start. You know, in but, the first movie, the good thing was that that they had to make a choice. Uh, they tried to make other Matrix. Is that had uh, that were more utopian, and that matrix would fail. People would just wake up, and they had to make a choice yeah. to almost be in the matrix. And I think staying with that idea is great. But I think you stay in the matrix, you stay in that dark cyberpunk world that we liked about the matrix, and you work out the details of them coming to the conclusion that. They can fight all they want. At the end of the day, people are going to sometimes make a choice to stay in the Matrix. Well, hold on. And they're going to make it you in great, in great numbers. Is Angie still doing her picture? No, no, I'm, I'm, I mean, respect their free will. Now. I feel like we're just, you know. Well, because I wanted to ask whatever. a question to everybody. Please. Whoever Please. can answer it. Well, we haven't, right. we haven't said it yet, but what's the bad guy? Do we lose uh -huh. Smith? I think Smith is a great bad guy. I think we lose Smith. Tell I, us why. I do too. I, I, think hate we, Smith. I think we come up with a well, tell no, you us can't, why. You can't lose Smith because yeah. Smith is in the first movie and we're not yes. retconning yeah. the we've first movie. But he's we've a, established a many, He's a number of other agents. There's, other, there's many of them. He's I, just one. No, of them. Smith is different. But yes, they, they proved that Smith is different in the movie, though. Yeah, they proved it. 
But I'm and saying they foreshadow that. Yeah, yeah, he's different, but he's dead. But I like, feel he, like Smith is bad cop, and I feel like in second, the second movie, what I would do is I would introduce a good cop, yep, someone it. who's a much more seductive, yeah. uh, not so so aggressive and, and yeah. uh, what's the word like adversarial with Neon, yes. uh-huh. someone who more takes well, on the role of a of a compadre, like a, well, like a, the like a mother figure. They already have that though. The, the oracle. The oracle is that. Maybe the oracle could be that. Well, I'm thinking someone who's more of an explicit agent who's working in tangent, and maybe even Smith is there, but he's just not as active in. Because I mean, with they even out. they even think that like the, Can you catch that Agent Smith is actually the Oracle's son. Because I mean, it's they, all about they seduction. Even, maybe. They even throw that in. Well, here's here's the girl. We're, we're getting into we're getting into what didn't work about the the sequels, and what didn't work about the sequels is so you further the narrative that that Neo is the Jesus. Uh, Jesus mm-hmm. Christ character. So <coughs> who who does that make Agent Smith? If Agent Smith is the opposition to Neo, mm-hmm. is Agent Smith Satan? And like the problem with Agent Smith is Agent Smith doesn't behave in the way that that Satan would have would have behaved. If that's the narrative you're going for, which should be that he should be trying to tempt Neo along no, the way, rather you. than trying to beat his ass every it's just chance funny he gets. You talk about that. And plus, stuff. not only that, but what. Because of Ghostbusters? Yeah, because you always criticize. Uh, we're not talking about Ghostbusters. Hold on. <laughs> That's what I'm saying here. All right. Yeah, no, I so, agree with you. So here's Classic the thing is, if people work. want to hear about Ghostbusters, they can go back and listen to episode two. So here's the thing is, what what should have happened with Agent Smith is, Agent Smith doesn't just like touch somebody and they turn into a copy of Agent Smith. Like what Agent Smith should be doing is convincing people, seducing them into doing his bidding. Mm-hmm. And, and to going out well, and to good. to creating another yeah, obstacle for good. Neo, like that. and that's the that's the reason why those movies don't work is because Agent Smith is supposed to be the big bad guy, and it becomes to the point to where originally the 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 machines that ran the Matrix they were the main adversary. They're not even the adversary anymore. Now they're trying to use Neo to help them defeat Smith. And who's Smith? Like, what is Smith supposed to be? Like, yeah, if Smith he doesn't exist fit. inside of the Matrix the same way that Neo does, why does Smith have these magical powers? Mm-hmm. Because yeah. he's also programming. It's like an, like, it's like it an equation. I mean, the way they explain it is kind of it's like an equation, and if something is happening on the on this side, it also has to happen on the other side, and that's the two balancing each other but, out. But Neo, but but Smith is not counteracting Neo in that way. All Smith he, is doing he is. is he's just going he and is. like. And, like, here's another good thing that you brought up, was the mm-hmm. problem with Smith copying himself to other people. Which it shouldn't be that he's copying one, right? them. No. Okay. Mm-hmm. No, no, they do. They do touch people, and they turn them into agents, too. Yes. Well, the agents can jump into yes. people, but they're not controlling them forever. They jump in and yes. out of them. Yeah. So an, agent can, an agent can turn in... They established that in the first movie. But the problem is... That okay, an agent so can turn into anybody into the, in the Matrix that is plugged in the way they're plugged in. Because, remember, they're, they're on a pirate plug. When they yeah. come into the matrix, like, like here, but anybody plugged into the regular matrix, they can turn into. Okay, but but here's here's the ultimate problem is that if Smith is just copying himself to another person, then that copy of himself would behave the exact same way that he does. It would mirror his every move. It would say every single thing that he says, which is a really creative way to create a a, a bad guy obstacle to overcome. Mm-hmm. But the way that they do it, like it's a total failure in execution, especially in the second mm-hmm. one, because they all act like individual Smiths, and it's like if he's copying himself. If if he, if he's some kind of a file that's copying himself and mm-hmm. overriding other files within the matrix, mm-hmm. that's not the way that they'd operate. 
They'd operate mm-hmm. like it would start to turn into like if you're playing with a foosball table, where like Got every it. every rod you're turning, everybody does the same thing together in unison. I mean, yeah, I mean, it would, it would make a good visual effect. But then what's your su- suggestion for his, so is this your suggestion for his role in the second movie? Well, we just, haven't gotten around to I mean, to I, thought, I thought oh, the yeah. idea You're of, just pointing out a problem. I'm just the pointing idea out the flaw of, in two. And, and here's another problem. I didn't even get into this. Smith somehow copies himself to a person that exists in the physical world, which that should have told you at that point that the physical world is just another layer of the Matrix, that it, too, is also a simulation. Yeah. Because otherwise, yeah. the fact that Neo's magic powers work in, in Zion, mm-hmm. and Agent mm-hmm. Smith is able mm-hmm. to copy himself to a real person that exists out there, would show that it's not a real world that they live in, that it's also a simulation, and it's all part of the Matrix. But that's not what happens at all because the Wachowskis are terrible, terrible hacks. And if you if you want to disagree with me on that, all I have to do to back up my argument is say go watch every single thing they've done. Sense Eight sucks. Anybody that likes Sense Eight can suck it. That is a shitty show. <laughs> Juicy dildo drop. It blows. Man, tell us how you really feel. Go go watch go watch Jupiter Ascending. Go watch freaking uh, what's the Tom Hanks movie? I feel like maybe what, what's the, what is the Tom. Passion. What is the Tom Hanks movie? Oh, but Manny, calm down though, because those you movies can't be calling people. Bro. You want people to this? You can't be calling people hacks. That's not polite. Okay, right? It's it, you're right. It's Christmas. I, I'm those sorry, Wachowskis. Oh. You're not hacks. Because this they made a great is movie Christmas. That we all like called The Matrix. So they're not hacks. And what have you done? Okay, so that was kind of my pitch. We heard some Manny scribes. Very articulate. Do you want to? Jump in with a pitch, anyone? Well, I'm trying to remember what my pitch was or how my pitch was different. I liked what uh, AC started off with. You can take Uh, it in a totally different direction. I liked what AC started off with. No, I like what she did, too. Um, I like the idea of bringing a good cop. To me, that makes all the sense in the world. Yeah, a more seductive cop. Now, if you want to be Agent Smith in a new, like, rapper, maybe we could talk about that. But Mm -hmm. it's got to be a good cop. It's got to be something different. Could it, it could all because they can always say. I mean, I imagine like a beautiful, sexy woman. Yeah. You know, like straight up. Well, they have know, that in who, the second one. Who is good, but who's like an agent, but who's like kind of like showing him like why this is good for people, not just why this is good for the androids, you know, and their mm-hmm. civilization. Oh, it's but like it's why, like it's yeah, like the Matrix one of the feelings, failings yeah. of oh, the sequels. Yeah. They don't get into why would people want to stay in the Matrix, mm-hmm. like. Like all their... It's like an escalation line. Yeah, like but he's going it's up just the like, line of and company. those questions yes. lead to bigger questions. Like, why would people want to stay in the matrix? It's just like, why would we, you know, pay taxes to a government that we know doesn't have our best interests at heart? It's like it has to go beyond the movie. That's what makes the first Matrix to me very good. That's where the first Matrix what succeeds. If, in, in that, what if the Matrix like, was like a company and it was like mm-hmm. calling it HR? Is. I mean, it is. I think it's corporation. What if, what if the Matrix was instead forty hours to life? No, no, like ah! it, was, it was office hours, prison, prison rules. No, because what I'm saying is right. Because what I'm saying it is, like is <laughs> no. Because what I'm, I'm it's just what everything's run by one big corporation. Corporations you are do evil, man. Feel like cutting somebody I can't talk at work. About it like, no, so the, you don't feel. I've never felt like cutting somebody, but okay, it so the girl, I, will, I will cut someone. The girl who is the good cop, she's like an HR agent that comes down to be like, "Listen, Neo, we oh, understand that you're coming yes. down here and you're messing all this up." And he's like, "I gotta escalate. I'm taking it to the next level. I'm taking it to your boss." And mm-hmm. he goes through the corporate 
levels. Infrastructure. That would have yeah. been way cooler if in the third movie, yeah. when he goes to the Machine City, <laughs> yeah. instead he just goes in an office. The Machine City. And everything runs can like we, a fucking like, can office I, building. Can I piggyback on that? How the Machine it. City was a... It would have been so much better than like Nanobot Baby Face. Yeah. Yeah. What the fuck was that? Right. Yeah. yeah. See, the Watch Hopkins are hacked. I told oh, you. Oh, goodness. Buddy. No, we're all having fun here. I yeah, love you guys. Yeah. I, I love, it's Christmas. I love both of you. It's Christmas. Lana and, and Larry, or what's the other one's name? Yeah, much remember. support to Lana for yeah. being so brave. Um, all right, so um, is that it? I think that's it. I think we, right. I think so we wrote the perfect movie. Wait, Angie, Angie made a pitch. Uh-huh. Like, I know, I love You can't pitch. remember yours. Ken, what's yours? Well, mine is just to stay. I said mine. I don't think it it, it disagrees it with anybody's, but I think if you just stay with the, you know, the main idea of that, and you play that out in the Matrix, where it's either that he has to, he goes through the struggle of trying to convince people that obviously it's better to know the truth, like because to him, like his whole life he was searching for the truth, and he's kind of that character who is a. Uh, like kind of like a party regular. Like this is his party. This is what he's voting for. He's not mm-hmm. really thinking it through. He's mm-hmm. just like, for sure, guys, this is the best thing. Like, why would you ever want to stay in the Matrix? But he's not looking at the other end. That at the end of the day, even if you were to, because he he has he may have the power like the first guy in the Matrix. He may be able to just wake everybody up. He has he could have that power. But if he did that, he then takes away their choice which is just as bad as what the machines are doing currently to the human beings. Because it's like a movie DC. spoiler. Like, and it has you cannot to be, unknow it once you know it. It has to be at the end of the day that if you let people make choices, they're going to make choices that you don't like. Like yeah. staying in the yeah. fucking Matrix. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. And you have to kind of Voting live with Trump. that. Exactly. Which is the dumbass problem with you know the idea of Christianity. Yes. <laughs> like and giving people free will for what? And just but, so they can hate themselves. Just I so think, they can mess it up. I think yeah. at the Great, end, nice. at the end, to kind of soften it. You don't want you don't want people just like slitting their wrist at the you're end. Doing, but you know, yeah. like you, it's only so I can watch you disappoint me. Right. Yeah. Right. Miserable pieces of shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Why like, did I create you? Uh, you're damned. <laughs> with the angels and you're like boring they all have to do what I say you you gotta soften it with something like I don't want free will but you better use that free will to kiss my ass right exactly you're fucked yeah exactly it's so weird I'm gonna give you my son so you can all kill him well yeah I created these people so they would worship me it Uh, it does get weird what what a needy prick But it's that, but he, he, and then maybe Neo can convince the androids to let this happen, that they're just going to scale back, but they're never going to not have a power supply. There are always going to be people who want to stay in the Matrix. All right. Mm-hmm. You just give them and a And that's choice. the treaty. Just give that's them, the that's the treaty. That's the, treaty. That's yeah. the, the synergy that they end up finding is that there's going to be a whole bunch well, of people that are like, dude, wait, 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 don't wait, ever wait, wait. wake me up, dude. Yeah. Like, don't no, ever no, wake can, me up. Can, can, you know can. what I'm saying? That's where you introduce a really crazy idea that actually is the idea that they have in the third movie anyway, which is reveal that Neo is a copy of of a Neo that's existed before, that's done all of this before, to yeah. where he can he 
worked out a treaty so yeah. the machines would release whoever wants to be free. Uh -huh. So like so many people moved off mm -hmm. and then they just kept the people that they already had and then they just repopulated from there. And then that led to the generation that brought about the new Neo who's doing the same thing that's happened <coughs> that's happened that's for a thousand years. Like how fucking bleak is that? And I love bleak, man. <laughs> or, or what yeah. if Neo yeah. is, is faced with the ultimate temptation of like being at the top of like the corporate greed kind of ladder. Like he's offered that. Like that's the that's the keys to the kingdom in the world. But it's he would still he would still actor. make the same choice yeah. that he made it's in the movie. It's not movies. being an actor, it's being a corporate executive. Like, I just like the idea of the the choice being the choice of the people. That would be fun. I don't know, I just outside they offer, of they him that in the first movie, I think though. I think making Neo the guy who makes a choice is kinda like watching a movie about this one guy that makes a choice. Making the movie about a choice that everybody is going to have to make makes it a bigger movie. Yeah. Yeah, you like do that. start you to get into saying? the philosophy of, yes, people are going to choose a thing that you think they're not going to choose. Yeah, that you and, think and they shouldn't. Yeah, they're, they're still going to make that choice. And then you start getting into, why would they make that choice? And like you start talking about, it is yeah. a necessity. But I, that's where I wanted to go with it, is that you don't want people to just... For me, anyway, I don't want people to just slit their wrists at the end of the movie. I would give it like a soft landing by putting in there that if you educate people, maybe they're going to make better decisions. And people just maybe don't have all the information that Neo has. Because Neo's like been outside the Matrix. He understands the difference that he lived his life wanting to But you to never show free. Neo like, like, like you never, that's part of the problem with the first movie is you never show Neo, and they could have done this in the second and third, Neo struggling with, with the difficulties of living in the world of Zion. Totally. Because mm -hmm. Zion doesn't provide for him the way that that the Matrix world does. Mm -hmm. yes. Like, yeah, the Matrix, but they built in I laws feel like... to make it like the world that we live in now. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. But but at least it provides for you. I feel like, like it gives for you more Neo, opportunity that you have in Zion. For Neo, it wasn't about where he lived. For Neo, it was that he just didn't feel like this world is real. And to him... It's. It doesn't matter if it's not real. I feel like that's. I mean, they you, they, they kind of set that up in the first movie, right? Yeah, but what I'm saying is, doesn't it make him a less interesting character if he goes from this reality that he's conditioned and used to, which is the mm -hmm. same thing that happens to all of us. Yes. And he goes into this but reality he's, he's haunted. where he doesn't have all those comforts, and you show him struggle with that. But he's haunted, like when he go when he has to go to work, and his boss is chewing him out, and he's just he's like a haunted like a. A yeah, character that just like hates where he is, because otherwise he's gonna starve. But he would rather eat. Like he would cold. rather eat real gruel than live in a world of comfort. Well, and like your clothes are like rejects. Is, they set that up. Well, hold, on, well, hold on, I think that I think that um, they don't have sex he's, bots he's and Nintendo he, and Xbox. It's it's just his curiosity is what drives him to go into the Matrix. It's the it's the, the not knowing. It's him wanting to discover. Yeah. But once you know what it is, yeah. and you're in Zion, mm -hmm. then there has to be an <laughs> adjustment period, right? Where this is some bullshit. Right, yeah. yeah there's there's like, prison, you guys don't have like prison you don't have life. towels. Neo is like, like, like basic. You don't have be, towels. You don't have These are the things that she's upset about. You don't have towels. Like Neo, like takes a drink of water and he like spits it out because it tastes like shit because it's got shit in it. But it's like he has Montezuma's revenge because he gets sick because like yeah he doesn't have any of the shit that he has in the real world. We're like. 
Things are clean to yeah. ensure his survival. Movies are like better with diarrhea. Somebody that lives his sure. entire life in a pod, and now he's suddenly living in this physical world. Like he'd be getting sick. He'd feel like shit. He'd be cold. He'd yeah. be grumpy. He'd and be mad about his irritable. beard would be itchy. He's never grown a beard before. And Morpheus right. does say to him like, "And you could do that. In you've a never sequence. used your eyes before. He's never used anything before." Right, you know, his whole thing would be like he'd be like Spider-Man, and it could be like walk. a lot of the sensations that he, that he accustomed, a lot of the sensations that he thinks are real are actually just simulations. I right? thought that was really cool in the movie. Yeah, yeah. Like we're talking about not, the scene with Mouse, uh, where he says that's why everything tastes like chicken. Yeah, exactly. Because how do the robots know? Yeah, exactly. What so the when fuck he comes chicken out, tastes he's like? He's learning what like hot water feels like. Yeah, you know, he's learning what. Yeah, but certain, then they they contradict like, that. This isn't what I thought. They contradict that later on by having Cypher eat steak and like Cypher's like talking about how good steak is, but it's like, right. well, if the robots think everything tastes like chicken, how would steak taste different than fucking chicken, man? I mean, come on. Like he's talking about how they created steak a flavor but you know, to make him. But there's, think about that's why the glitches in the I matrix, mean, but like when we like say deja vus. Like, chicken, like why do things taste, taste like alike? Chicken, you know what I'm saying? That's something you But like when you eat if, if you've eaten rattlesnake, known. rattlesnake tastes like chicken. If you've eaten rabbit, rabbit kind of tastes like chicken. Alligator tastes like chicken. Alligator tastes like chicken. Maybe it's just because the Matrix is like, okay, steak definitely tastes different than chicken, but alligator, mm, fuck it. We'll, no, we'll just make it. We'll just make it chicken. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but I feel like that that contradicts itself. But no, here's here's the thing. You you guys were talking about uh, about something, and that needed to be like something that they really developed in the movie was the fact that um, you don't you don't show like like. Like, I think that's part of the problem is you don't get enough into, like, Cypher. Like, Cypher yes. also having his own struggle with going back to this. Like, I think it would have been so cool it's if you would have had some moment like yeah. in, like, the well, third movie. Well, where, Cypher. Like, Cypher just turning into a textbook bad guy. Yeah, right? yeah. You know, yeah, that, yeah. That you, you run into him at some point in the third movie. And yeah. you show him and he, like, runs, like, well, a Cypher, newspaper kiosk. Yeah, yeah. And, and Cypher's like, motivations are questionable because he's, like, a he's actually a cock blocker, right? Like, he doesn't want... Well, they. Oh, oh no, want. that's what I was thinking about. Like you, you show, you show Neo. Like you, you could have this wonderful moment where Neo and um, what's Trinity? his girlfriend Trinity. Trinity. They have yeah. sex, and like it blows Neo's mind because he's used to the simulation of having sex, yeah. whereas now he's having sex with a real physical person, and you show like. Like how it's awkward, but it's also beautiful and profound. And I feel like they tried to do that in Zion, and it was a lot of boring, half-naked dancing. Dude, you know what I'm saying? It's all I'm saying. <laughs> they did try to, ever but that's what they were trying to do. Like so this is the real world. This is the real world. They're playing all that music. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, go for it. Give us your pitch. Give us your pitch. The sex is blowing his mind. They have diarrhea. Go. So, <laughs> I'm saying Zion is just another layer of the of the matrix. And ultimately that's what my pitch is. Okay. Like like to spoil the whole thing, my pitch is that there is nothing outside of the matrix. The matrix is it. It's, so even it's the Zion Alpha is and the, the Omega. Like, it's the all matrix? it's all the matrix. But the thing is you don't show Zion in the way that they showed Zion in the movie. Like like that's like that's part of what the second movie is. It's is it's this discovery of realizing that you can hit the edge of the wall in Zion and that there is no physical earth. You spend you spend the second movie like having them kind of start to unravel this mystery of, you know, how did humanity get to this point? Like they start chasing down like, oh well, so and so is the great grandson of this guy who fought in the war against the machines, but when they go to hunt this person down, they can't find him. 
You can read about him, you can read about his great-grandfather in books, but none of his descendants exist. Like, they do not exist, and then that's when they start to realize that this whole myth of the battle of man and machines is myth. That it never actually happened. Yeah. Mm. And by the end of the movie, they discover that Zion itself is just an... It, it's, it's all the utility background of the Matrix. So, it's all been programmed to make people think yeah. that they're living in... Like, if they come out of the Matrix, it's to make them think that they've come out of the Matrix. And then there's this other world, there's this war with the machines and everything. And yeah. then they discover none of that is true at all. Yeah, you're so saying then, that that's them giving the, the choice. If they want to live in Zion, then they can live there. But it's all the Matrix. Yeah, yeah. So it's the same sort okay, of idea. Cool. That, that ultimately there is no escaping the Matrix. So then what you have in the third movie is you have, okay. like, Morpheus starts going rogue. And where Morpheus, like, he becomes a terrorist. Mm -hmm. To where he's trying to get Neo to help him cause all of this destruction within the, the simulation world of the Matrix. What if he has to kill Neo? He becomes the one that he has to kill. No, I'm saying that's where you make a more interesting movie is you have Neo versus Morpheus. And that you you also Matrix discover Civil War. this is kind of the <laughs> <laughs> like like ultimately like like Neo friend. feels like he's defeated uh, Smith, but what he gets beyond Smith is kind of your good cop kind of character who tells Neo, Hey look, everything that Morpheus is telling you is a lie that Morpheus has created. This is the reality, that there was no war between man and machine, that man put himself into the Matrix because it was the only way that man could continue to survive. Because, and there's two ideas I have. One idea is that we've destroyed our, we've destroyed our world, and now we're on a ship that carries everyone's consciousness, trying to find a habitable world for man. And so in the meantime, we're all existing inside the Matrix, so our consciousness don't go insane. And then when we huh. land on this world, then everyone will be uploaded into new bodies that are adapted to this world, and mankind can go on existing. Isn't that what you're describing, though? Isn't that the whole idea? Isn't that Scientology? Yeah. Isn't that the, like yeah. the no the Scientology? Are you, are you going dark, Aren't we bro? All on the, <laughs> on the ship right now, right? Yeah, yeah. But, and then someone's coming to get You've been us. kicking it with Tom. But, but here's the thing: is like if you want to compare this, if you want to compare this to the idea of the original movies, John which Travolta, is, which is we shot nuclear missiles to block out the sun so the machines couldn't use solar energy. Right. Well, if you show a spaceship going up above the clouds and they can now see the sun, why didn't the machines just build something that goes up above the clouds to capture the sunlight? Or That's one of those why didn't the machines? A plot hole. Why didn't the machines just just? build a rocket ship, they blast off into space, and then they build a solar it panel that always faces from, the sun, and they, they, did they can land on the moon. They did kind of answer that in the, the Animatrix. In the Animatrix. It, you think there'd just, be an easier way to figure out power it just, than no, in the, yeah. Yes, in the, the dumbest, in the, inefficient way to do it. But they did have other Geothermal energy. Lines. I mean, you can get wind energy. Or you like, can like just get a bunch of... Grabbing money. human well, beings and plugging them in as batteries and then having them revolt because their minds don't accept this false simulation that you created, that's the dumbest fucking idea. Yeah. But if you show it that human beings actually can construct that's the That's why matrix, you can't bounce a metaphor on that storyline. Yeah. yeah. So you shouldn't go there. Yeah. So yeah, then the third your, movie ends yes. up... It, it, Neo is told the reality of the Matrix from the Matrix itself, from whatever is behind Smith. Mm -hmm. And then that puts him at odds against... Um, against Morpheus because now Morpheus is like, oh, you believe what the machines told you? And Neo has this whole thing of like, well, who's lying to me? Morpheus is lying to me or 
the Matrix is lying to me. And then you have a character like Trinity. Trinity's caught in the middle because Trinity has her loyalties to Morpheus. Morpheus is the one who woke, woke her up. But at the same time, she's in love with Neo. So she has to like choose which side does she want to be on. Can I add something and to that? And that makes her a more interesting character than like, oh, I'm Jesus' girlfriend and I'm going to hang out with him and then I'm going to die because that's what the script says I have to do. Yeah, dude. Uh, Jesus' girlfriend got a raw deal in the Bible, by the way, but go ahead. A background side question. Um, bonus points for anybody who can think of a name as cool as Morpheus, and we can give that to one of our new characters. So if anybody thinks of a cool name, it's got to sound like a Transformer. Morpheus. Like Optimus. Where, is, Morpheus. Is Morpheus from Greek mythology? I don't know. Like It's just the word morph, which is kind of a new word. And then ES. No, that's not a new word at all. Hold morph? On. Someone vamp for a second. I'm going to look this up. Yeah. Well. Well, I mean, I I, I want to say evaluate. I think that's a really good pitch. I think that sounds like a really good movie. Um, I don't see any huge problems with it. I I, I don't love the idea of the, uh, you know, just we're just floating, looking for a new planet to like infest with our consciousness. Yeah, I feel like that's but losing some of the original of the first movie. Well, yeah. Wait, 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 real quick, real quick, real quick. Okay. Uh, Morpheus is an ancient Greek god of dreams who appears in Ovid's Metamorphoses. So uh -huh. he's a Greek god. So, we can, are we only allowed to look at Greek gods then for these names? Because there are also hacker names in there too. I didn't come up with a name. Yeah. You're the one who said Morpheus. That was your example. Yeah. Um, but I think this is maybe not as fruitful uh, a tangent. There maybe. are a lot of things to be said about the Matrix. No, what so I like, I like the things that you were trying to do because like... The thing is, ultimately, is if especially if you're making a movie that that intends to make you ask philosophical questions, they've got to be something a lot deeper than you know somebody who's you know sitting back with a box of blueberries in his lap, fucking high off his mind, going like, "What if like what if like <laughs> like we're like running computers, man, and like this is just a computer simulation, and right. what if like like the FBI, man, they work for the computers, man. Right. Like, would you rather like be on this world or like the world outside of that? Because like computers, man, like like we blocked out the sun to try and kill the machines, but then they just turned us into batteries, man. But I feel like you're 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 making pot thoughts sound like so much worse than it is. Like it's yeah. kind of awesome. Yeah. <laughs> no, pot thoughts can be awesome. I'm just yes. saying, like like it's this okay. movie doesn't it's go deep movie. enough. It's that like, was kind of like reefer madness a little bit. What you were doing. I actually put the pipe down. It's so surface level. <laughs> no, that's that's like your general pot thought though is like very surface level. It feels profound because you're like you're, you're spaced out. Mm -hmm. But there are times where people like like because their mind kind of goes in a direction that it wouldn't normally go. Yeah, you'll get to a much deeper, profound thought that as long as you can remember it later on, you're golden. Mm -hmm. But I'm saying like this movie started to ask a lot of questions, yeah. but then when it tried to answer those same questions in two and three, mm -hmm. like it gave shit answers, and that's mm -hmm. the problem with those movies. And they do stuff like Smith is a bad guy. And it's like, well, what is his motivation? What does Smith want to do? It doesn't make any... Like, like if Smith is going after the hackers, but at the same time is a problem for the Matrix itself, like, what was Smith's ultimate goal? Like, to just take over well, everybody this is in the Matrix? Well, well the, thing is, the thing is, can I, can I answer? He did ask, he did ask, and what I thought that they established in the first movie is that Smith's motivation is that, like, that was what he was made to be in the Matrix for, that, like, that he's a program 
for that. That then yeah, that was the worst becomes, part of the Matrix. That was the worst. I stuff. mean, that's arguable, obvi- uh, obviously. But I, I mean, was I a program, like, Mr. Anderson, and I knew I was supposed yeah. to be deleted. But like, I didn't here's the want interesting to do thing: it. is like going back to my idea before. Like, what if the big reveal is that Morpheus and Smith? that when they were humans, they were the ones who created the Matrix. And then one of their last acts was to copy their consciousness into the Matrix, and that they had to erase the part of their memory that created the Matrix, which is why they keep they keep running back through everything and trying to control it and trying to figure everything out. And you have Morpheus going down one path, and you got Smith going down another path, and now the reason why Morpheus has has recruited Neo is he's trying to recruit Neo to be the partner that Smith used to be to him. Okay. Well, the problem, the whole problem with sequelitis in Hollywood is that they feel like you got to keep characters like Agent Smith, and you got to keep characters like the Oracle, and you got to keep all these characters. And it's like you know, a new story needs new characters. It's about something new. Mm-hmm. And you can only keep so many of these characters. You like Trinity? She's got no purpose I in know, two and three. Well, ah, but like, they're part the of they're thing. part of the trilogy, though. The Father, the Son, the Holy Ghost. I mean, the Tr- Her She's name is mess. Trinity, dude. Like, like uh, what are you guys talking about? She is. She is the reason that he comes well, back because he is up. in love with her. She's a big part of the story, dude. Yeah, but here's the thing. The reason why. <laughs> And, and I'm going to throw a little bit more hate out there, but, like, Keanu Reeves and Carrie, whatever her name was... He's hating were, on Keanu, they perfect, girl. They what? were perfect actors for the roles wow. that they played. People who wear sunglasses all the time. Because when they have the sunglasses on or when they take the sunglasses off, their emotional, like, like the reflection on their face is exactly the same. Like, you don't... Like, you don't get anything from them. Like, they're blank. Yeah. They're fucking as blank as someone just wearing sunglasses also, trying to look I just, cool. I felt like there was okay, no chemistry okay. between them, frankly. What? I felt like there was no chemistry between them. No. I did not want like, to see nobody, them like, do anything. Like, there was huh. more... There was more... I cried a little. I got I got to completely disagree. They didn't have a time. I was weeping. Or even later. I was there weeping. Was more, yeah. There was more chemistry between Ray and Finn. Like, like at least on Finn's side. Like, you could tell, like, there was, there was sexual tension. There with like Trinity and Ray and Finn Keanu, with, with Trinity and Neo. <laughs> I'm not even sure Ray is in the dudes. <laughs> Come on, <laughs> no, but I'm saying I said from Finn's angle, there was like sex, okay, got like, it. Like, you could tell, like, the reason why he was chasing after her because was because he likes her, you know. With with Trinity and Neo, it's like what if they she like dates each other, Captain Phasma? They like each other. <laughs> there you what? go. What if Ray dates no, Captain Fast? See, see you got, it's getting it's getting off the rails here, guys. They're going off the rails. Off the rails. Pull it back together, guys. Um. But ask him, how do you keep Smith? How do you keep the Oracle? How do you keep? Oh the, man, uh, I think Smith, dude, gets even more mythical. Like the way Angie was the same at it way. Was, was just about the story. I and think. Then you put the I characters think, into the story. Where they, I think. Where they fit. But think where about this. Think about this. Take it outside. Take it into different exactly. stories that you love. Like the stories that you love, like Batman and the Joker. The reason that the Joker is so interesting is because he's one of Batman's earliest adversaries that he didn't even know was his adversary. Mm-hmm. Do you see what I'm saying? And, and that they kind of came up in these different directions, and they've gained strength in the same oh, way. Which iteration of and Batman builds... are you talking about, though? Oh, huh? Which iteration no, of Batman no. are you talking about, though? I'm talking about the original iteration of the Joker Batman, where he is... Like movie, comic book, comic TV book. show? Comic okay, book, Okay, yeah. the original comic Okay. 
Because okay. not everybody, like, some people are only familiar with, like, Christopher Nolan. Yeah. Only oh, that's and some, and some people suck. Tim Burton. Only <laughs> familiar with Yeah, Oscar well, some Romero. people suck. Yeah. Read comics, Props to Oscar awesome. Romero. Yeah. I just, I want to piggyback. Cesar Romero. I wanna, Cesar I wanna, Romero. What are, yeah. I said Oscar? Yeah, dude. Sorry. I want to expand on Brownies. my. <laughs> I want to I expand on my pitch for the second movie to where. Yes. To where uh, Neo is getting seduced to the the Matrix side of things. Go ahead. Thinking about things. Yeah, I like your pitch. Okay, so far. and it would not be something as simple as they're just saying, "Hey, this is the situation," because like they would actually have to give it to him without his permission, you know, and not all at once, but a little bit here and a little bit more here, a little bit more there, to where without even realizing it, he's sort of anytime he goes into the Matrix, that's like the world that he is. Yeah. And when we go back out of the Matrix. And we're in back on the ship, which he'd have to do. It's like what you were saying. It's kind of highlighting. It's drawing the drama out of those little irritations. And then also, he's got to talk and experience people that live on the ship, that live in the world of the uh, the real world, who aren't Neo, the savior that everyone thinks is a badass and worships all the time. What if you're a mouse? What if that's your life? You know, or you're like some like mm -hmm. just low like person who doesn't really you know contribute on a huge grand scale. They're just living their lives, eating this disgusting porridge, taking cold showers with no towels. Well, like here's the best way to display it. Here, here's In the best way to display it. Like, yeah. There's, so there's, that's gotta, the worst part. He's got to look at that person and say, "Well, who, what am I saving you yeah. for?" You know, there's yeah. got to they've got to build all of that up, and I yeah. think that that would be really interesting, where he ends up having a real like struggle within himself about what you know what to do yeah. well here's here's a big thing right here is most people that that live right now in the first world they take for granted two very big things and and one is oh, can I guess? flowing warm water oh yeah like just how <laughs> what a wonder that is like like if you if you are like no like i don't i don't take that for granted try taking a cold shower yeah, like, like try and take cold showers yeah. like Every shower you take for a week is is yeah. only a cold shower. Yeah. You you won't be able to do it. I will challenge it to you to do we it. We are soft. We are to soft. do it the real third world way. You actually just you have to like take a bucket and just pour the water on yourself. Shit, that is how most of the world, world is actually taking is, a shower. You, guys. Everybody in your family uses the same bucket, and yeah. you live in a house with ton of the people because that's otherwise people would be homeless. The other the other big thing is that um, damn, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> It's okay. Happens. We should probably. You guys are way off the track. I think we could wrap this soon, though. I think we could wrap this. No, no, no. Antiseptics, antiseptics, and anesthesia, especially anesthesia. Like, if you want to really show like how people are suffering in the world of Zion, is they're living in a world that does not have modern medicine. So, like, if you break a bone, dude, like you could die from a broken bone. Yeah. And like you're gonna be going through a lot of pain, like just having like a headache and shit yeah, like that. And let man. that play into it's the seduction like, of why he maybe wants to go. But back I feel in. like right. that—that's kind of like a pitch for the Matrix, which is kind of like really. Or that's kind of like a pitch or, for like. Or, you, know, dude, you think you think that's a worse pitch than having a a, a rave orgy? In no, 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 a not a rave. No, no, no. You're putting <laughs> like, you're putting words in my mouth. I did not say that. No, I'm just. But, <laughs> 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 I feel like you're like. Shoot, 
shoot we down my pitch. Check the tape. And like, yeah, but look what blue. Look what blue. They put that on a big screen and expected people to pay to watch that shit. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Loud, loud words. Um, <laughs> what? Wow. Just, man, I just feel Dang. things. Okay, okay. So let me throw some stuff at Angie. I think Angie's got one of the most productive trains of thought that I like. Where, where does Good Trinity job. fit in? Where does Trinity fit into a temptation kind of plot line? Does well, she fit is, in? Yeah, actually, what, what, you, what you actually could do with it, as I'm spitballing with you guys, and yeah. I'm, I'm kind of brainstorming more, is I think that what you could do is you could actually have Neo rise to a position of being the Neo, but not for the Matrix. I mean, but for the Matrix. Like, they thought that they were coming and bringing out this dude who was going to be the savior, but he actually turns out to be so completely convinced by the end of the second movie and that... The Matrix is the way to go. Yeah. And what the Rebels are doing is, in fact, not only not good for the androids, but it's also not good for people. And I want to be the one to stop them, which then forces Trinity to have to rise to actually fulfill her own prophecy because she loves herself. Yeah. And she's Girl power. power. And, she's oh like, and then the third movie could yes. be uh, Matrix Civil War, Trinity versus Neo. Yes. And then but, she or, or I don't like, really like, like that moves to New York Neo and finds her mystery base. Morpheus with Trinity yes. in the middle. Like you got to do something more interesting than like, oh, it was Neo versus Smith, and then it's Neo no, versus Smith, no. and then it's Neo versus. Hundred Smiths. Hundred okay, Smiths. And then it's back. Neo versus Smith, Smith with a million yeah. Smiths on looking. I can no, still I don't want to see Smith ever again. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. He's not That's into cool. Morpheus. Neo versus Morpheus is fucking interesting. Yeah, I like Neo versus Morpheus. What you could do with Trinity is <sighs> if Neo Trinity becomes... could be a part of what seduces him to the light side. Like they could get to him through Trinity. Or Ooh. he could be pulling uh, to the side of the matrix and taking the blue pill. Oh my gosh. Um, and while she's sitting there trying to decide, trying to convince him otherwise. She she basically is, is, is someone on his on in his ear. That's all that the character is good for, in my opinion. She's someone in Neo's ear Man. giving him the That's camaraderie. She she's blocks. his arm candy. And his like, side piece, right? And like, yeah, you're right. No, in the first no, movie, no, 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 I no, disagree. No, 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 no. <laughs> What I'm saying is, in the first movie, was she was key to convincing Neo to give up his creature comforts of his first world Matrix life, because now he had a chance for something that he felt was real, which was her love, her embrace, and the truth that he's been searching for his whole life. Well, yeah, he wanted the truth, but it he kind of kept him up at that night, sweet kept piece, him like that sweet candy on top of it, to convince him that, like, you yeah. know what, I can have my apartment, but I feel like and all, Neo, and clubs, and all kinds of shit I'm doing, Neo, my, his my comfy job. But like I don't, I don't have established in the first movie that he really wants to free them. Doesn't make any sense. That it's not about, it's not about that. Jesus didn't need that. You know what I'm saying, right? I didn't write these movies though. I mean, like I'm just, I'm just commenting to the Jesus story. But then why would the it's not the Jesus story though? Well, they tried. He didn't, he didn't cure the blind. He didn't raise the dead. Like he wasn't going, he wasn't going and doing a sermon on the mount. He does. He goes blind. He heals himself. He can see of, again. There's God a lot of Jesus it. moments. There's, there's a lot of crosses. There, and I'm just saying, He's also crucified at, at the end of the thing. Jesus time. didn't cure himself of blindness. Maybe, not how the story goes. Maybe Morpheus is like it. John the Baptist. I get it. Right? And Jesus, and, and he, didn't bring, he didn't bring Trinity back from the dead. Like, 
he doesn't bring people back from the dead. <laughs> he doesn't. He, 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 he does actually bring Trinity from the dead. Like, in one like, that was a thing. It wasn't in the first movie found, though. He, he does like, bring Trinity back from the dead. Though. No, they, they, it's they, a they lazy half-ass attempt at Jesus story. If they okay, they're half-ass attempt at the Jesus story. Trinity doesn't like you know Jesus didn't have like a needed to also. There was no prophecy that a woman was going to fall in romantic love with the man who would be the son of God, king of the Jews. No, there's you no know, there prophecy. There's no prophe- such prophecies. There, you know, so why is it important? I mean, you would think that some leader should be more like asexual than anything to, to, to not have those attachments that would keep him, you know, make you choose something dumb like the woman you love over the good of the entire world. Mm-hmm. That's why priests don't have wives, right? That's the whole idea. If you're a holy man, you don't have... That kind of distraction. Yeah, it's a big distraction. It's a yeah, big distraction. He's like some like chick like distracting him and like, being all up and like, oh. Whoa. And, and, and there's Whoa. no chemistry. Whoa. And she's unnecessary. You know, Whoa. <laughs> I feel like the. <laughs> no, no, you're yeah. absolutely right. Like yeah, that's yeah. one of the big flaws of those movies is there's not there's. There, there's not chemistry other than this is what the script says what happens and this is what we're going to show on the screen and most of you are too dumb to think about this. Those of you that do think about it, it doesn't matter. We already got your 12 bucks so, you know, go sit and spin. You know, like, that's the attitude of the movie. It's just like, if you don't like it, like, kiss our did, ass. Did, did you have any other questions for me, Matt? You had that one question about Trinity. Uh, also, uh, yeah, I've got one more. Do you like the idea of a Morpheus versus Neo? Like, what if Neo becomes the head of what represents to be the machines, and Morpheus has to mm-hmm. take him out. Mm-hmm. He's the like the one. He's the target. He's the one Morpheus has to kill. So Morpheus's whole arc is to raise this guy to power and then destroy him and make it more Morpheus. Because Morpheus seems like a cooler, more interesting or character. Just takes well, it. I like what I you and I talked about though, which is Morpheus wants to cause complete and utter destruction and basically uh, enact terrorist but then, attacks. Do you see the, the only and, thing and is that to, to me it just then reduces it to like just another story of you have a bad guy, you have a good guy, they're fighting oh, 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 it out. Okay, I got, I like the story in the first matrix it's not it's not to me in the the first matrix it's much bigger than that and i feel like if you keep it much bigger than that then you then you don't fall into those regular traps of just there's a bad guy there's a good guy and they fight and the good guy wins morpheus and neo okay first of all when when neo decides to take the blue pill in the middle of the second one in my pitch he breaks morpheus's heart yes he breaks his fucking heart (laughs) Right? Like Empire and, style? Oh my god, so bad. You know, like, yeah, like Alfredo, like you broke now. my heart. So now in the third movie where you have Neo has chosen, Morpheus wins at the end of the second movie because uh, at the end of the second movie, uh, Neo does choose the red pill again and he gets it back. So Morpheus ends up winning. And then in the course of the third movie, where they then that's where there's a real powerful square off between Neo and Morpheus because Neo came to realize through his journey in the second movie how critical it is to let people make the choice to say yes. And Morpheus disagrees. Fundamentally, Morpheus believes the truth is paramount. He's a, he's a, a zealot, he's not reasonable. You know, he's not seeing the other side. So he wants to free. Everyone in there, he wants to revolt, go into the machines, cut the people out, take them fucking out. And you know, and Neo's like, no, you have to go in there. You have to psychologically find a way. And this is the steps that we can do to take, you know, and that's what, what divides them and breaks them. Ultimately, they have to come to terms and they have to, they have to go in for that treaty. 
so that the androids will no longer wage the war. Because maybe Morpheus is real butthurt on those androids because they've been hunting him his whole life. <laughs> yeah. You know, but if they stopped and they could uh, have peace, then that's a way where Morpheus could say okay to Neo's plea for the choice of free will. Yeah. I like Great. that. Great. Exactly. You put Neo and Morpheus at odds with each other. Mm -hmm. You have a conflict that they have to resolve. Mm -hmm. They have yeah. to resolve before anything can get done. And I like the idea of like, like the difference between the two of them is Neo is like, hey, look, fundamentally I agree with you. People need to know what the truth is. But you need to give them the opportunity mm -hmm. to discover that truth on their own. You can't force it upon them. Mm -hmm. Whereas like Morpheus is like, like you said, truth is paramount. It doesn't yeah. matter. Mm -hmm. You need to... If you have to shove someone the mm -hmm. truth down someone's throat, mm -hmm. that's what you have to do. And if they choke on it, they choke on it. Mm -hmm. And like that's the thing is like the machines are going to Neo and being like, "Look, look, maybe we aren't powerful enough to stop you, but we're pleading on your emotion. If you force the truth upon these people, so many of them will die and you'll destroy both of us in the process. Mm -hmm. Please, whatever you do, don't destroy both of us. Mm -hmm. Like we would let you go if it meant that we don't get destroyed in the process, but mm -hmm. if you destroy both of us, like how how does that benefit anyone?" And so then Neo has to go back Dude, to Morpheus and, and be like, look, dream. what you're yeah. what you're talking about that's doing is going to kill everybody. And Morpheus is like, I don't <laughs> care. They have to know the truth. And that's where you get, yeah. can, you get the I conflict can, from that. Yeah, I can believe yeah. those yeah. motivations yeah. being so sincere on both sides and, yeah. and there being a division even within the fan base on who's right, you know? Yeah, because mm -hmm. who is Which right? is way more interesting way more than interesting. everybody sitting around going, who the fuck did they right? just yeah. say? Yeah. Do you want me to rewind yeah. the, the end of the third movie? Yeah, and way better than a cave orgy. Anything but that damn cave orgy. I feel, oh I feel like we cave all have a... Cave orgy and nanobot babyface. fuck? Nanobot babyface, bruh. And yeah. like machine spiders. Like, you feel that way too? Yeah. Well, yeah, I was thinking about wrapping up because I think, right. I think yeah. we've got a common a idea here. You know, I we, mean, I think Manny's idea is so fantastic. I think, you can, I think there's a way to meet in the middle you know, of what Manny's doing with, with Angel. Well, I think everybody what was I awesome. What I want to say is I, I know that what the Wachowskis were working with and the original idea from The Matrix, again, it's not completely an original idea on their part. They took a this, lot of different this ideas. This necromancer. Put them together, yeah. Which is the same story, Wait, but okay. But ultimately, <laughs> the success of the first movie is Wait, that had an idea. Like, like 15 years later, we're still sitting around talking about that movie. Can I pitch oh, yeah. an idea? That's a success. Of it, and they did a great job. What if that. okay? What if we keep Mr. Smith, necromancer, but he dies and he goes into like the machine world, which is like this corp, this bureaucracy mess, and he's got to walk around and kind of deal with all these mundane people that kind of feel like, like whenever you were dealing with an agent or uh, in the original Matrix movie, remember how they always seem kind of stiff and like, hmm, hmm. Like, they'd be the mm -hmm. slowest DMV ever, like those kind of people. <laughs> yeah. And it's all them, and it's all bureaucracy, and he's like, I want to file a complaint. There's this guy Neo down there, and he's got these powers, and we got to do this. And they're like, well, here, sign this form, and we'll move you over here to this pile. And he's, like, getting all worked up inside this machine city, and the yeah. whole time he's trying to get back into the Matrix. And then by the th end of like, the third one, he actually breaks out of that. And That's an interesting <laughs> idea. That is. But there's, like, no karate in that. There's zero karate in that. Is all he just, I'm saying. He just I kind of like that, the karate. Is all well, I'm saying. Well, hold on. What if it's like, <laughs> he just figures out that if you use force <laughs> against the anybody there, like wah, nobody's prepared wah. to fight back against you, and that's where like Smith like just realizes that just by exerting my force, I just blast through everybody. Yeah. But ultimately, like, here's the thing: is what you and I talked about is the problem with the Matrix sequels and what the problem with the original, but especially with the with two and three, is the fact that. 
They act like everybody running around. Smith is a program, and the Oracle is a program, and the Key Master is a program, or the Key Maker is a program. Yeah. They're not programs. They're files. The Matrix is the program. The Matrix is is the program right. that's, that, that's running point. everything, and everything else. The Matrix is a simulation. Everything else is a file in there. And one of the things we talked about is yeah. when you die, what happens is you don't really die. Just your file but goes uh, back to its original yeah. version. But an operating system is not like a, it's not like a Man, game. I thought we were wrapping this, but it looks like... Also, I, wanna no, we're, say, we're I, wanna, I wanted to point out that I actually have never seen the, the sequels. I've never seen two or three. Nice! <laughs> All right! Yeah! We're going to cut the yeah. Manny Velasquez <laughs> style! <laughs> I, I heard they weren't worth it, so I never bothered. Well, we nice. can put two on for a It's good that you've been commenting on this. Well, I feel like my idea was good. All right. <laughs> well, yeah. Let's wrap it up, and we're going to put on Matrix number two and watch it for ten minutes. And, uh, Fine. All right. Uh, uh, thanks for listening to Sequelitis, thanks, and yeah, we'll catch you guys next time. Uh, Happy New Year. Yeah. Merry Christmas. <laughs>